Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley, a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I talk to different creative people about how they do their thing. And this week, my guest is Sean Chavez. He's the founder and president of a new online company, Recon, which is a design and wellness company. And they sell all kinds of cool things having to do with wellness and design and art and health. And it's really cool. And um, you can check it out at recondesign.com. But before we get to Sean, I want to mention my Patreon group. Um, Once a month, I post an additional episode with exclusive content that is available to my Patreon supporters. Um, You can get in for as little as a dollar a month, or there are other higher uh, price points where you get um, something in return like audio books that I have or um, a DVD of my short films, things like that. So you can check it out at patreon.com and then just search for Dennis Anyone, or I will put a link on the Dennis Anyone Facebook page. So um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And this month's coming down the pike this week later, um, I have an interview with Henry Winkler that I did a few years ago, but I thought we lost Aaron Moran this week, so I got to feeling kind of happy days-ish. And so I, I found this interview that I did with him, and I was so delighted by him. He's so warm and wonderful. So I thought I would share that with you. I also have this really funny thing. My uh, roommate, Penelope Lombard, is also a writer and a comic, and she's very funny. And she's obsessed with this magazine called Woman's World. I don't know if you've ever seen it at the newsstand, but um, she's obsessed. And so she broke it down for me. We go through the magazine cover to cover and just talk about all their amazing features and um, the dynamics of the magazine, the mixed messages they send, because the cover is always how to lose like 20 pounds in 15 minutes. And then in the bottom, there's also a recipe for cakes. So they're, I don't know what, they've they've got a lot of ambiguity going on with their messaging, but um, that's going to be on the Patreon episode. And so you can find the link to that um, on the Dennis Anyone Facebook page. Um, and also just go to patreon.com. So that's coming down the pike later this week. Lots of other fun things you could do at dennisanyone.net, including donate to my virtual tip jar. It helps me cover the expenses that come with doing the podcast. And you can also email me and I'm going to be posting some pictures that I took at Sean's studio, um, of the, the, uh, merchandise that he has at recon. So you can see what some of that looks like and it's fun stuff. All right. Without any further ado, here is Sean Chavez. All right, I'm here in the gorgeous Hollywood office of our guest today, Sean Chavez. He's the founder and president of Recon Wellness and Design. It's a new uh, company. Lifestyle brand. Lifestyle brand. Yeah. You're pulling a Reese Witherspoon. It's, totally. You're pulling a Paul <laughs> Charles. This is your goop, in a way. This, this is my goop. It's this your goop, goop, but it's way yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... the a male it, version. It's a male version. So, t- first of all, explain what exactly Recon Wellness and Design is. So... Like I said, Recon Wellness Design is a lifestyle brand that pulls together an assortment of products and services that help illuminate the path to a better, healthier, more beautiful life. Right. So uh, six categories that we primarily focus on, um, all that support wellness. So uh, cookware and cooking tools. Right on. Supplementation. Um and all things that are small batch, locally made, not these kind of big mass production, you know, supplement factories, um, art and literature. So books and books. beautiful design, yes, beautiful design art pieces, uh, which we're surrounded by at the moment. Yeah, which we have 
a lot that we're looking at. Yeah, I'll take some pictures and post online too. I'll, I'll give you some things too. Okay, yay! Uh, a category called aromatics, which include incense, candles, essential oils, fragrances, things like that. Uh, and then the final category is meditation. Um, so tools that help kind of support and introduce people to the ideas to that of world. Meditation. I've gotten very into that in the last couple of years. The mindfulness, you know, sort yeah, of exactly. stuff. I took a course in it. What's the yummiest smelling candle? Uh, the one I have from a Swedish company called uh, Le Burke, which is a coriander and mint candle. I'm gonna oh, wow. I, candles smell. are cool because they mix stuff up. Totally. Isn't that? Oh, that is lovely. It feels like it's fresh. Oh, my goodness. It's, you feel like you're at a spa or you're outside somewhere wonderful. Yeah, this one's I, my favorite. It don't is. you love a podcast in smell a vision where people can't hear, can't smell what we're doing? Sorry, guys. That's all right. Can, it smells good. It Promise. smells really yeah, good. It smells really good. Now, what gave you the idea to start this company? I know it probably had a lot to do with your own personal journey around this subject of wellness. That's you know? exactly right. Yeah. So I, um, six years ago, I was uh, living in New York City. And I live in the dream, you know, had a big job, worked in the fashion industry. Rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling, doing great. Um, uh, yeah, just uh, was doing amazing. And then I, it all kind of came crashing down. I got very sick with Lyme disease, uh, which is a very complex and um, challenging illness to get. And I was misdiagnosed for about a year and a half or two years. Started to explore all these different avenues of how to support my health. Um, and through that process realized there was kind of a big void in the overall market of a place that I could go to find products that supported my health journey, um, in a really beautiful way. Like I'd find stuff, but it was like super hippie and like handmade, and not really cool. Or, you know, I'd find pieces here and there. And so this idea of me kind of doing reconnaissance and going out and finding all these pieces that initially were to support my own health, um, I thought like this has got to be a great tool and resource for other people as well. And right. so that was the inception of the name, Recon, um, and then the ultimate brand. You're like going on reconnaissance. Correct. I'm, I'm going and finding all these cool little things and building the assortment so people don't have to do the work. They can just get the finished product. I love that. Now, when I met you at a yoga retreat uh, over a year ago or about a year ago, yeah, about a year ago. Um, you, we talked about you know your journey and, and you were the first person I had heard of that, that was diagnosed with Lyme disease. But yeah. since then, I've noticed it more. With different, I'll be reading an interview or I'll meet somebody or whatever. Yeah. Isn't it the kind of thing where you don't know what it is for a long time? How do you land on that diagnosis? Well, uh, you're right. So it has become a true epidemic in North America in particular. Uh, 300,000 new cases reported last year alone. Right. And... Uh, the, the challenge with it is if you catch it in the acute phase, so right when you get the infection, it's a vector-borne disease, you get it from a tick bite. Um, if you catch it right away, you can take a round of antibiotics and it wipes it out. Problem is, is most people don't even realize that they've become infected. Right. And so it goes into the secondary and tertiary phases of the disease and then it becomes antibiotic resistant. So it becomes very, very difficult to treat with traditional methods. And the symptoms can be pretty debilitating, severe uh, fatigue, uh, joint pain, brain fog. I mean, you name it, I, I dealt with all of it. You know, there was a year where I was basically bedridden for a full year. It was so debilitating. Oh, it's so horrible. So, you know, so yes, to, to answer your question is um, you don't really get rid of it. You go into remission. So the goal is to 
get the immune system fired up and robust enough that it can kind of deal with it on its own and support your health in every other way you can, which includes, you know, emotional support, spiritual support, um, all of those things. So right. it, it continues to be a journey for me. I, I have integrated practices into my life, which is how I met you. So yoga and mindfulness and uh, I've gotten very deep into the Bulletproof program and right. using food as a, as a drug and support. And then the things that I'm doing on recon are also other elements to kind of give people tools in their toolbox to, to healing. So yeah, you know, the unfortunate thing is Lyme disease is really a major problem. Um, is it getting bigger and bigger? Huge. Getting, you know, the, the, the number of cases is expanding exponentially. Um, it got its name because it started in Lyme, Connecticut. Those were the first cases. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Small town in right. Southern Connecticut. And all these kids started getting uh, like childhood arthritis and they didn't understand this was in the 80s. And then they discovered the, the, the spirochete that causes the Lyme infection. Um, it's called Borrelia. And uh, yeah, that was the discovery of it. And it's a very com- it doesn't behave like any other bacteria. That's why it's so complex. It's a it's a it's a weird thing. Is there a test for it? Was it that like okay, they tested it, you came up positive for it, you have Lyme disease? Complex question. Right. <laughs> a lot of layers to that. Um, there are now new diagnostics that are much more accurate over the last couple of years. But prior to this, it was a single test. It was a Western blot test. They call it. So you either. Uh, if you have antibodies, antibodies in the acute infection, you test positive. But if you get into the second and third levels, your antibody levels go down and you test negative. So that was, I was one of those people. I got tested for it like five times. And it, there was like, it's not Lyme disease. They thought I had all these other weird problems. Finally, I met a Lyme literate doctor that was like, mm, this isn't adding up. I want to do some additional tests. At that point, they had discovered uh, they were working on a new test. Um, you get it done in Massachusetts. That was where they could actually culture out the bacteria itself. So it's a definitive test. Um, and sure enough, that's when we and got that's the, what it came that's out. When we got the line. It's so diagnosis. interesting. I, 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 to have stuff going on in your body that feels like a mystery, and you're the detective trying to solve it. I've I've had a bit of that myself the last few years. Yeah. And it does a number on you, like because you're. It's not like you can leave it and go somewhere else. You're no, in it. There's no break. There's no break. Yeah. It's, it's 24 seven. You don't feel safe in your body or you you feel like your body's messing with you or I, you know, recently I got a cold and I was so glad that I had something I understood Right. that yeah. people know what a cold is right. and I know what a cold is and right. it'll go away. I mean, yes, it was kind of, I had a cough and all, but it was like, a, there's no mystery. You know, and you know, it's going to end. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's going to end. Yes. Yeah. I, I think the, the whole, um, category of chronic illnesses, you know, some we understand, right? Like diabetes, there's kind of a, 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 an understood protocol of how do you treat it and what do you do with it? Or, but, but these other ones that fit into this like autoimmune category, lupus, Lyme disease, right. arthritis, um, Hashimoto's, all these that are these vague, like the, our Western, you know, traditional Western method approach doesn't really know what to do with us. Right. And you know, so I personally have explored, you know, Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese medicine in particular, which have thousands of years of history behind them and have personally for me been much more supportive in my healing than, you know, drugs and traditional doctors. Yeah. There was a picture in your, the video that describes your company. There's a picture of a bunch of drugs and medicine. You tried everything, right? Oh my God. I have, 
you name it, I tried to not leave any rock unturned. You know, right. luckily I had the resources to do that at the time. I mean, I went to Europe for treatment. I started going to Mexico for stem cell therapy, multiple clinics in the United States. I mean, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, you know, so that, that started to give me the credibility in my own experience to like, you know, helping coach other people and, and create, you know, a little bit of a safe space where people could just like, I could say like, I know what you're going through. Like, I know this is difficult and right. challenging. Um, so that is, is there a community? There is, you know, sometimes it's a little depressing to, yeah. be, to be frank. Yeah, you know, of course. You know, you, you, you want to go to a place where you f- have a sense of hope and, and I think there are some people that have been dealing with this for a long time that are stuck in the disease process. And, um, you know, so that was the other aspect too of, of wanting to really get recon off the ground and start to give people a sense of hope. So that's the piece of the business that's coming is a service component. You know, yeah, we're building some really beautiful products too, but now... Yeah, the candle smells amazing. The candle smells amazing, but like what, what, are, what can we really do that's going to move the needle? Yeah. Um, you know, for everybody, if you're recovering from cancer, if you're you know, battling chronic illness, or if you're just somebody who wants to, you know, integrate better wellness tools into your life to perform better, you know, you're the CEO of a company or an athlete or whatever it is. So, and I, I, I was all those things, you know, I was a high performance athlete. I was a triathlete most of my life. And to be able to have, you know, full capabilities in your body and be unstoppable to, you know, what I experienced and where it feels like your body's undermining you literally like you're a prisoner you know, you're a prisoner yeah. and it was, it's, yeah, it's a messes with your head and your emotions. And I was angry. And what was the lowest point? The lowest point was, um, there were a few, but the, the, the biggest was I loved my job and I loved my career. Yeah. Um, you were working in fashion. I right? was working in fashion and I worked for on, on with big retailers. We were design and manufacturing company and I, I had a great team of people that I worked with and I was sucking at my job because I was sick and I was sucking at taking care of myself because I was trying to manage my job Yeah, and all the relationships in my life were kind of collapsing, you know, even with my family, people just didn't understand. And, you know, so I had to make some really tough decisions to, you know, give that all up. And that, that was really, I think the lowest point, you know, leaving New York, um, and, you know, giving up all that I had worked for for the last, you know, yeah, decade you or built- so. Built something up hey, in, built in a hard field. What were you doing at the fashion company? So I was uh, vice president of the company. So I was involved in all aspects of it. Design, you know, I worked with the design teams and then our, our sales and marketing team, um, account management side. And I had a lot of autonomy. I, I had, it, it was, it just, I loved it. Were it you fun. in the fashion world where you would like know designers and... No, we were we were mass market, so right. I, it wasn't high end. So you don't um, have a Donatella story. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no. I, sadly, no. I mean, I could make one up. I'm sure. <laughs> um, now you're you love the outdoors. So when yes. this happens to you, do you think back and think when could it have happened, or is that even worth a thought, or is it? Do you know what I'm saying? I guess no. when you're to- sitting there being treated for something, you think of everything. I have played it out a million times. Yeah. I have tried to think of every iteration. And I got to a point where I was like, this is a huge waste of energy. Like, I'm just replaying yeah, this story exactly. over and And I, I, I honestly don't ever know. You know, I, I've traveled all over the world and, and in my adventure travels, you know, Africa and South America and Patagonia and Asia. And, and honestly, I think it was probably like I was out in Long Island or, you yeah. know, out in the and Fire Island. And I, you know, in a benign way, probably just got bit. And that's probably when it happened. Yeah. 
but I, I it took me a couple of years to to quit Let getting stuck exactly because yeah. that's you know I think we all understand now that right. you know, those are just stories and yeah. they're not going to move the needle. And you don't know anything else. Does it affect you now in terms of the outdoors? Um, like as far as am I nervous? To yeah. Engage? Does, is it or is it sort of like I have a greater sense of awareness, right? Um, you know, I think like going hiking in the Catskills is probably not something I want to do. You know, where there's right. like these high tick infested areas where the right. disease actually lives. But uh, the part of the reason I moved to California was, you know, it's not as prevalent out here as it is in the Northeast, and we don't have that problems when you're you know trekking through the desert. So right. I've still been able to as I've as my health has improved like I'm going to Sequoia next week um, which is like my first big trip that I've taken in a long time is that in California? it's in California okay you know it's uh, kind of northeast um, on the border of Utah or Nevada yeah Um, so I'm actually really excited about that um, to just connect with nature because it's that's my lifeblood like it should be for all of us to be honest with you you know that's where we get recharged your Instagram is incredible. You're a really gifted photographer. Thank you. Have you always liked taking pictures? Well, you know, this journey has, is... I wanted to tell my story right. in a way that wasn't like a sob story. Or not a sob story. Yes. You know, sad, yeah, sob story or sad story or like, woe is me. Because it was... I didn't really have anything fun to report. It was like years of like, oh, I'm getting another... Yeah. I'm trying this there. kind I'm of trying thing. This and it was like a broken record. I was like, I just can't even, for my own sanity, I can't do this anymore. And so I, I started to turn to photography as a way of like, let me capture the things that are beautiful in my life. Like that beautiful palm tree and the silhouette of the sky behind it. Like that's beautiful. I want to be grateful for that. And I want to tell that story. And so photography started to, and I, I loved it. And I was like, wow, this is a cool medium. So it wasn't that much of a thing before for you. Not, like not you at all. Were, you weren't like I in the high school yearbook taking no, pictures all the time. No, none of that. It wasn't like, yeah, any journalistic thing. Yeah. And, you know, I took pictures on my travels, but never, like, they weren't but More just like regular travelers. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, hands on my hips and yeah. like, here I am. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so then I started to kind of cultivate that and start taking classes and workshops and I started to fall in love with it and now it, you know it, it it's all part of the larger narrative right right like now I'm starting this lifestyle brand and a huge part of what I need to do is to help people convey that through visual images so now I you know now I shoot all my own content for the website and for the Insta- for the Instagram for Instagram right that's something my grandmother would say the Instagram, the Instagram exactly um, and yeah it's been a great way for me to connect with other people um, yeah, what you have a lot of Instagram followers, and the pictures are curated and they're really beautiful. There's not a lot of nonsense up there. What has it brought to you in your life? The people you hear from, or it's it's surprisingly been really cool. Like I, I wouldn't have thought that you know, because I think right, I think there are multiple segments to like the Instagram community, right? Yeah, or any social like, media yeah, thing. Exactly. You know. There's a niche in all of it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's like the shirtless people and the body right. shots and all that yeah. stuff. And then there's like the landscape people and then there's like the cooking people. And, yeah. and I wanted to integrate like a little bit of all that because right. those are all my own personal interests. Right. And so I've met other people, have honestly made some really good friends. Um, How does, does somebody reach out to you on yeah, Instagram you, and yeah, say, yeah, I like that image? Yeah, or? exactly. Like, oh my God, I really love what you're doing. And, right. you know, it's, it, let's, I also live in LA or I'm going to be in LA. Let's, let's meet up and... You know, sometimes you just meet and chat 
or sometimes you meet and you like, let's go have a shoot together. And, um, yeah, I've, I would say some of my, my closest friends over the last couple of years, I've actually met through Instagram. That's kind of cool. It is cool. It is really cool. And it's, and, and it's connected me with other line people. Right. And we've been able to share our story and support each other. And, um, and sometimes a picture really is worth a thousand words. Like some of your 100%. stuff, there's, there's a lot of self-portraits in there. Yeah. You yeah. sort of struggling in one picture, triumphing in another, and your body is a part of it, yeah. the health of that. And yeah. you really do tell a story that way. And they're beautiful. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, the 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 body stuff. I some some of the, some of the you know where it's a little bit maybe more risque, if you will. I've gotten. It's either you love it or you hate it, right? Like some people have said, like, or they love it, but they have to act like they hate it because they <laughs> probably, love it so much. Come probably, on. probably, right? And for me, it's been about um, you know those that those images in particular are about. Like loving my body again. Yes, because if your body, if you feel like you're fighting it and it's been like making your life very difficult to find beauty and joy and pride in it. Totally. Even a little bit of like, oh, I like the slope of my back. Fuck yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I think, you know, I Because yeah, I was so angry. I was so mad at my body. Like I was like, you are failing me and I'm a prisoner in this. And that just makes things worse. Right. You know, when you feel... If you have negative feelings towards your body, that manifests yeah. in, in, in emotion and emotion affects the chemistry of the body. And so I started to go like, oh my God, I am so grateful for my body. It has kept me alive in spite of right. all this infection and illness and challenge. And, and sometimes I look ugly and sometimes I look good and right. I'm going to try and capture all those moments. What's one of the pictures that you posted that got a lot of response for whatever reason? Is there one that was like, oh, that one just blew up? Yeah, there are a few. And they're usually like ones where it's like, picture my butt or something. Like you in know, nature. You know, but it broke. Exactly. There's, yeah. there's a formula. It's my there. butt in a tree, I yeah. think. <laughs> you know? exactly. Some it, tree it in my It actually ass. is one of those. It's like in a forest and I'm like walking through it naked. It's yeah, like, there you go. People love that. They, why not? But, but I think they understand. I try to pair it with... You know, I put it in context of like, why am I there and what is this picture really about? Yeah. And, and so, you know, yeah, you get a lot of likes. I think people that see, you know, the, the nude aspect of it, but I also get a, that, that particular image that we're talking about is about like people going like, that was really beautiful. I understood where you were and I felt that pain or that triumph that you were feeling that day. Right. And that's, that's how it is. Like, and it's funny, my friends, my good friends are use my Instagram as like a gauge as to how I'm doing. If I disappear for like a couple weeks, they're like, Oh, he's going through it. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's in the soup. He's in the soup. And it, 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 that does happen. And then I'll start to feel a little better and I, I want to feel creative again and you know, yeah. get out there and, and do, do you have stuff. a rule for yourself? Like I'm going to post once a week or, or do you have a, uh, in just in no, terms of not regularity, really, not yeah. really. Um, I know that there are a lot of formulas that that people use, like the time of day and all that. I kind of just do it when I want. Yeah. Like if I'm feeling it, then I do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's like three in a day, and sometimes it's yeah. once every two weeks. Like one thing that I noticed from you from the very first time we met is that you have you. I don't. You have an appreciation for aesthetics. That it's not a shallowness, but you like just the way your office is decorated. Yeah. Or you put an outfit together. Like you have an eye for that and that stuff matters to you. Has that always been you? Was that you as a kid? 
I think it was. Yeah. My mom makes fun of me. Um, I was always very tidy in things. You know, I went through my phases, obviously as a teenager and stuff where it was like, but you have that mess. an eye for beauty. I, I just think I like to be, you know, I think there's a, a piece in it. You know, I think organization and, and having the right color palette and the right, you know, tonality to things for me just like brings some personal ease to my psyche. Right. Um, and yeah, I just love, I like, I like, I like beautiful things. So I think it always has been kind of in me. I don't know if it's like the gay gene or, right. or what. But. Can you remember when you were a kid, like something that you were into or in terms of how you dressed or how you, well, where I, you would look at, where you could draw a straight line between that kid and, and the person that started this company? Yeah. I mean, I was, um, I was always like the kid that was like the best dressed, you know, whatever the trend was. I always was kind you of... You always kind of nailed it. Yeah. I grew up... I mean, I grew up in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Right. So, at that time, um, you know, I'm in my 40s now, so Santa Fe was happening, but it wasn't as developed as it is now. Right. As it was far pre as Shirley MacLaine. Exactly. Pre, Pre-Oprah, pre-Shirley MacLaine, yeah. pre, pre-all that stuff. And so, it wasn't like a... It's kind of a sleepy northern New Mexico town. Right. Um, with a lot of, you know rich art but you know not like it's not like New York City when I went there for the first time a couple years ago it was smaller than I thought it would be it's It's very quaint yeah it's only you know uh, like residents I think it's only about 160,000 people yeah but you know at any given time there's another 100,000 people in the city that are there as tourists yeah Um, but yeah no I, I was yeah I I always appreciated that. And then, then interior design in particular, like that's really where I started to like, I was like, oh, I like this. I'm surprised I'm not, I didn't do the interior design route. Yeah, um, you could easily do it. You have the, the I mean, that's, I think that's going to be aesthetic. a piece of what we do yeah. at, at Recon um, long term is some consulting in that realm. Um, but that's forthcoming. So. How do you reconcile, and I don't think it's a conflict, but I can see how it sometimes brushes up against each other. Um, your love for beautiful things with, okay, is it materialistic? Is it shallow to like a set of bookends that are really gorgeous? Right. You know what I mean? Like, how do, how do those two things work together? Because I don't think of you as a shallow person. I think of you as a person that, that sees beauty and, and likes to celebrate beauty where you see it. That's, that's it. I actually think less is more, um, you know, in the realm yeah, you don't of seem like you're, not, you're not, you're not like, I love a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need a lot of stuff and I don't recommend that for people. But what I do resonate with is stuff that has a story, you know, yeah. like I love, you know, vintage antiques from particular eras, like old kind of Americana art. And then like the industrial era, because there's a, you know, they're well-made. There's a narrative. I almost, I honestly feel like there's like an energy to it, you know, if you will. And so to me, it's like finding the right pieces, investing in those pieces that are going to last forever and not, yeah, not this disposable, you know, fashion or this disposable idea like, oh, we need a new look every year. I need to refresh. It's classic pieces. I mean, if you look around here in, in my office, I have a lot of product laying around, you know, like that beautiful brass. That clock. was the thing I saw on the website that I was like, that's really unique. That's It's amazing. a brass co- clock and I'll take a um, picture of it and post it. But it's, it's, a, it's a, like a rectangle on its side and then there are six different windows that tell the time. Yep. It's not, a, it's not plugged in right now. Yeah. Oh, so it would light up. It light, lights like, up. Yeah. How, what are the six windows? So it's hours, minutes, seconds. 
So oh, it's six cool. windows, you know, two for the hours, two for the minutes, and two for the seconds. Yeah, I was I, when I saw that on the website. I'm like, I want to. I hope that's there. I want to see what that looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's it's so it's about finding things like that. I think people, you know, almost like heirloom pieces, um, like all these posters I have. Those are all vintage lithograph posters that I've updated with beautiful framing. You know, so it has a contemporary vibe. But yeah. so yeah, I, I I really try to live the minimalist life even in my like did you ever read that that book the life changing joy of tidying of course yes because if if something doesn't spark joy get rid of it 100 what did you think of it that book it was great i think it's a great tool you know it's a it's a good way if you're like in the mood she's not fucking around she's like (laughs) yeah it's like you got to get rid of all this and i i do i do there's a lot of science and research that indicates like a cluttered home and a cluttered office a cluttered life equates to a cluttered life right you know if um you know there has to be kind of a synergy i think that keeps us moving in a positive direction if our lives get cluttered our mind gets cluttered i'm at a place right now where i'm there's some stuff i need to get rid of and i'm I'm kind of struggling against it because it represents a certain time in my life when i was doing a lot of magazine journalism i would i subscribe to a lot of other magazines and i would keep the back issues because if I got assigned to interview somebody I could sure. go find them and it wasn't the internet wasn't like it is today. Right. So I had all these back issues and and details in Entertainment Weekly and, and not just the magazines I wrote for, others. And now I'm I'm starting to get rid of them and I and I I I don't need them but I feel like somebody would want them. It feels like you don't want to go to the dumpster and throw away that twenty year old Leonardo DiCaprio details card. Right. Somebody like, would love is that. There a bet? And I'm sure there are. And luckily, yeah. that's the beauty of the internet. Is right. I guarantee you can find somebody who would who, who would find who would, value would, in that. Would spark joy. Yeah. Yeah. It would spark yeah. joy exactly. in them because they are sort of older. But I, it's, I, a yeah, there, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's but it would just be easier to just dump it in the dumpster and let let it go. But and and also like CDs and and like those kinds of. I, I yesterday I bought a CD, the John Mayer CD. Oh, like a real physical CD. A physical CD. Where do you it's, play it? Uh, in my car. Oh, so you my have a stereo, stereo. yes. Okay. okay. And I was like, do I need this? I can Spotify. I can listen <laughs> on Spotify. And I'm like, no, I really like this artist. His music's always meant a lot to me. And I got it and I put it in my car and it just sounded so good. It felt good. And it felt good. And I'm like, you know what? That was $12 well spent. I don't do that all the time. I do it less and less and less. But, but there's something well, about... That's, so that's the gauge. Yes, if, if, if it spark joy. Exactly. If that physical, tangible piece of something right. brings joy to you, then use it and right. integrate it. But you also have to ask yourself, like, is this... Because now I think the bit, there's a bigger question, right? right? We have a larger responsibility. Is like, is this bringing me joy? But is this responsible? Right. You know, so, uh, you know, the, the, the mantra that I've talked about, even on, my, on the website and some of the interviews that I've done, is... You know, we get to vote every single day with the dollars that we spend. Right. It literally, like, it shapes the world around us, for one, and it shapes how companies operate, how policies is dictated. You know, the people follow the money. So I think, like, when I'm buying this thing, whatever it is, this piece of art, food, whatever, where was it made? How was it made? Who made it? What are the materials it was made with? And do all those things fit my philosophy of how the kind of world I want to live in? Right. And I think especially in a time where the environment needs to be a top priority for all of us, you know, consumable goods is a really good way to help shape that. And for people that are cognizant of that but don't have a lot of time to do the research, your company is sort of saying, look, 
we've done a lot of homework on this stuff. We stand behind everything about where it comes from, where the money goes, and all of that. That's a great thing to offer. It is. And it's, you know, it's, it's been a hard part of what I do because there's a ton of things I love. Like there are products I'd be like, oh my God, that's great for recon. But then when I start to dig into how it's made, yeah. and made then it's like it falls off. Yeah, they like, ship those rhino teeth and then <laughs> exactly. the nice necklace. But. Exactly. Or it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's made with like toxic materials or it's made in a region of the world that doesn't really support ethical right. trade or, you know, it's being shipped 20,000 miles and the fuel costs are on it or, all that you stuff. know, all those things. So, you know, I do have things that are made and in, in designed in Europe. Uh, and that's been a something I've had to like figure out like how do we kind of offset you know those goods having to be imported and all that right. travel and that's why you know five um, percent of the proceeds we go to support the National Resource Defense Council you know trying to ensure that we are responsible across the board but otherwise it's it's stuff that either I find or that's you know made here in California or in the in the United States how do you find your stuff step one what do you do <sighs> well. Again, I think because of my travels, you know, around North America and the world, I've always seen those little gems. Like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's and you remember them? I remember them or I write it down or I take a picture with my phone or something like that. And so a lot of it has been, um, you know, just me exploring. When you went to start it, you had plenty of... I had plenty, plenty, plenty of ideas. I, had, I felt like I had been looking and thinking about this for years. Right. I had, I had a little like Rolodex of all these cards that I had collected. And so I started to reach out to those people again um, and, you know, develop relationships and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, and then I've, I've attended some of the big like trade shows now. Too, sure. Where you get to, you get introduced to other brands and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's always... I'm always doing reconnaissance. How much of your previous life in, at the fashion company overlaps with what you do now in terms of skills, day-to-day? Um, I mean, like, the business end, I think, is the same. Right. You know, it's, it's, you know, making sure that we're managing a sound business and keeping it all flowing, you know, with the financials of it. Um, the product is very different. You know, the old company was the model that I was just talking about that I didn't love, you know. Made in China, yeah. Imported, kind of disposable goods, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Price um, points, yeah. Low, low price points. You know, that's what it was all about: was margins, yeah. margins, 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 margins. I love, I love the lingo. I threw price point out there. I was just pulling, that was good. I, I kind of pulled that out of my ass. Well, I was like, pretty price good. point. You're right. You're right um, on the money. That's now, what, what does? Where in your aesthetic and design and appreciation is Santa Fe? Because I, when I first had my first condo, I'm from Arizona, yeah. and I did Southwest in there. And if we saw <laughs> pictures, both of us would gag. We yeah. both like red turquoise everywhere. Oh my god! And that Sad. sort of that that um, oxidized uh, patina. Yes, yeah. and copper. a lot of patina like copper. white pink washed. Like you know, I mean, whatever. I went full on Southwest. It's a great question because there. I definitely have, there's a homage into, you know, my upbringing. Of course. I, and it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's just, you know, it's, it's a, an aesthetic. It's yeah. kind of got that crass kind of, you know, aesthetic thing going on. Yeah. It's very, yeah, tchotchke-ish and mm-hmm. a lot of salmon. Days in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, I think that was like the 90s Santa Fe trend. Right. right. Now it's, even Santa Fe's got much more sophisticated. It's yeah. A, it's a cleaner. They're doing really cool techniques. But I love all the natural elements of Santa Fe. So that's what I've tried to integrate. So like 
you know, terracottas and interesting woods and um, stone and crystal and, you know, those kind of elements that were built into all that right. minus all the fluff. Right. You know, all the, all the, the kitschy parts. But honestly, most of, you know, natural elements is the foundation of all the products that I offer. So if it's, you know, so if it's glass pieces, it's like hand-blown glass pieces. Um, you know, I have a lot of rocks and crystals that I just love. I go to the gem show in Arizona. Right on. Yeah, near your, near, near Holbrook. Really? Yeah, it's not that far. My hometown. Yeah, Where is it from in relation to Holbrook, the gem well, show? There, well, there's the big one in Tucson and right. there's another one in Quartzsite, Arizona. Okay. So that one's closer, I think. I haven't even heard of Quartzsite. It is, if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. It's literally in the middle of nowhere and once a year, all these prospectors ascend on this little town and it's the, it's an international wholesale gem show that you go as a wholesaler and you, it's like a kooky group of people. I mean, these are like literally like people that are digging in caves and it's like a Christopher <laughs> guest movie waiting to happen. One, like it should be, people should go there for gem research. show. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and they live there. And so all kinds of weird stuff happens. I'm sure. Yeah. What do you think of crystals? Love them. Um, are they, is it real? Yeah, or, or what is it? What is the mythology around them, and what do you think of that? And well, you, you know, crystals form under very unique circumstances. Right, happen within the environment under a lot of pressure, a lot of heat, uh, and you, you know, it. It's a really beautiful manifestation, manifestation, and complexity of like how interesting our planet really is. That these massive rocks under pressure could form these shards, right? These like amazing shapes. And so, you know, the idea is when you force these molecules into these shapes and then they solidify to form crystals, there's an energetic frequency that those are giving off. Right. Based on how the electrons and... Well, certainly it's born out of a lot of trauma, it sounds like. Exactly. A lot of trauma. So the the beauty is it's, you know, the metamorphosis... Into something beautiful. Exactly, yes. Are, Are crystals... All over the world, or are they in certain places? Yeah, they're they're all over the world. So yeah. obviously, they you know different types and different variations based on you know where they come from. The right. ones that we see the most, that we like the most, are North American and South American. So like the big smoky quartz crystals, like this one I have on my desk. Here. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, that's from uh, Brazil. A lot come from uh, Latin America, but a lot from the desert: Utah, yeah. Arizona, uh, Nevada. When I was a kid. My family had gas stations and a, and a restaurant, Gabriel's Pancake House. <laughs> and my first sort of employment thing was um, would sell petrified wood at those places. Oh, and I would yeah. glue them onto these cards. My mom and I do it and we'd split the money. I love and it. I, I do you remember what kind it was? I mean, it was a lot of the... It was... I don't know. It was like the more reddish, brownish. So like the jasper. Yeah. Like, yeah, because in Arizona, you know, those are ancient forests. That used yeah. to, it's a desert now, but it used to be right. lush forests. So those, the jasper trees were show that red, red, almost like a redwood. Yeah. That were there. Those were the ones. And then there was also the more white, kind of tannish yeah. stuff that were more log looking. Yeah. But the jaspers were more beautiful and had more colors. But I would just put glue on it. Glue, card. And you who, know, so who bought them? Like where tourists, tourists. Had them come into the restaurant okay, and stuff like that. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you know the reason I've added them into the assortment is you know I. You I have some Jasper bookends, right? Yeah, I have some. I have. A, I'll show you. I have them in, beautiful. My, uh, in my storage room. But I think you know from like one of the skills I think I have is like a finisher in a, in a space. So if somebody's 
an interior designer or somebody who has a passion for interior design, they pick out all the furniture, they pick out all the paint colors, they pick out all the carpets, the window treatments, and then the final touches you layer in all those really beautiful details. The fun things. Fun stuff. Like that's what makes a house a home. Like a statement necklace for your house. Exactly. Exactly. So that's where the crystals and things. And this in. beautiful piece of wood. Yeah. That you have. It's like a. It's gorgeous. It's standing vertically. I'll take a picture. Yeah, we keep like just, we're smelling and describing. And Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, could you date a slob or have you ever dated a slob? Or is it a thing? Um, I don't think I could. Yeah. I, have you I, ever had that experience I, before uh, where you're like, I just give me, yeah, I mean, give me eight hours in this place and I could, you know... Yeah, I've, I've definitely been on like, you know, you, you're really jiving with somebody and you, you're on a few dates and then it's like, oh, now we get to like, let's see each other's spaces. Yeah. And there's been a couple where I'm like, this is a deal breaker. Like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Like, this yeah. is a deal breaker. And not, and not in like a pretentious, snooty way. You know, it's just like, I can't really imagine hanging out here. Right. Often. Um, but no, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it is a reflection of, you know, it, your home is an extension of you and, you know, yeah. things like that. But no. I remember once I went to somebody's place and they had a lot of Disney stuff. And <laughs> no judgment on Disney. No, but it's, but it's not my thing really. And I was like, it's not my thing really. And I, you know what? And I maybe should have revisited. I maybe should have kept that one going. Because right. I still, I see him once in a while and I was like, mm, like, damn. I kind of, I'm not sure, but I, I yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I try not to jump the gun. Yeah, like, you got to judge a person on the all content of their character and stuff like actions. that. But uh, yeah, but it, it is, you know, obviously it's important to me. This is kind of what I do now, and um, so it is. It is. Um, it is exciting when you meet somebody that is as passionate as you are yeah. about, about this, this, those kinds of things. Yeah. When you were dealing with your health stuff, and I know it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. What are little changes that you did that helped? Whether it was an a uh, uh, meditation thing or a, a music thing or like what are the things that a lot of the stuff that's more um, holistic or new agey you look at it and you go well it can't hurt right you know right. so and maybe it'll you know maybe it'll help help my nervous system a little bit yeah, or totally. maybe it'll yeah honestly the because I've tried some I mean, if I were to break it down, we don't have time to talk but about you it. You talked about the cryogenic ice thing. Oh, yeah. that that's I've done that. So a lot of cryotherapy where you go into a chamber that's negative 200 degrees for a few minutes. Are you naked? Uh, you're in gloves and you cover your junk. Okay. Because you don't want frostbite on your balls. Yeah, you don't want frostbite on your balls. Yeah, you wear, you, wear, you wear something on your feet. You wear something over your ears, your hands, and then you keep your underwear on. And how long are you in there for? You're in there for three minutes. Wow. So the goal, does, it go by, does it go by fast or is it like, oh my slow. God. You're like, it's, the, it's get, a, until you get used to it, you do right. get used to it over time and where you actually get like, it feels good. Um, but Did, you know, that in addition to like tons of other things, but honestly, I have found the biggest benefit from the little things that you can integrate into your life every day. So 10 minutes of, not even 10 minutes, 10 long, deep intentional breaths is one of the tools I think that everybody needs to integrate. You know, when we're right. in a stressed out moment, you're in traffic, you're on the freeway and, and then you, you know, you, you remember like, Oh my God, I got to breathe. And you take a deep breath and how that just calms the body. Right. You know, it, it's things like that, that you can do every day and multiple times a day that I found more beneficial than spending, you know, $125 a session for, 
cryotherapy or and food. Food is number one. Yeah. Honestly, like across the board, everybody says like, where do I start? What do I do? What you know, other blind patients or people and make. We literally food is a drug in our bodies. You know how it responds. It, it dictates how we feel. It dictates our behavior. It dictates our mood. Um, so when I really started, and I was a healthy eater, you know, I was an yeah. athlete, so I, I thought I was eating healthy. Right. Um, and then when I really started to learn about how food works with the body, uh, yeah, I, I started making modifications and that was, th- that I think has been the biggest thing. And that made a big difference. Yeah. And it's hard though. It's hard because yeah. we're surrounded by all these things that don't support our health and are easy and convenient and cheap and and delicious and freaking good like a couple is there something you miss or something you will let yourself have once in a while I mean Mexican food Southwest Mexican food come on Santa Fe but oh I love but that's good healthy food okay good they're not smothering it in cheese and sour cream chips and salsa um, that I've given my favorite up. food in the world guacamole Yum. I don't give up but okay. I use different like I'll I'll have guac with the vegetables now or, yeah. or some other dipping utensil right that's that's not fried chips but every now and then I mean I was just in Mexico for a wedding I ate a shit ton of chips and salsa so you know, delicious it was, it was like good they were making it right there it was like yeah amazing. I mean come on it'd be rude not to you're exactly. in their country I didn't want to be rude so. do you love the I love green chili with my Mexican food which is a very Arizona New Mexico thing and yes. you can't get it out here you can't my mom ships it she FedExes your mother ships it she freezes it and she FedExes it to me and what is it exactly is it just the green chili yeah so in New Mexico and Arizona there's yeah. a particular time of year that you harvest in the fall you right. harvest the chili it's hatch green chili in particular and when you go to New Mexico, it's everywhere. Like the whole state smells right. like roasted green chili. And so, so she'll, she'll, she'll buy 20 pounds of it and she'll peel it. Good Mexican mother. And, um, and then she'll yeah put it in Ziploc bags, freeze it, and then FedEx it to me. And then I'll make stews. Then you'll use all kinds of stuff on it. Yeah. Did you ever have a green chili cheese crisp? What? It's like a quesadilla, only it's fried. And then there's cheese on the top of the tortilla. And then there's green chili on the top of that. It's like a pizza. Like a Mexican pizza? Yeah. You, next time you drive through that. my hometown, you can get it. It's okay. delicious. And it'll probably ruin everything that you've been working it's on. It's totally mess up my gut. When no, you, honestly, it's the, the reason I don't... Because people say, well, don't you want to like cheat a little bit? Or The reason I don't is because it makes me feel like crap. Right. So it's not really cheating. Like, yeah, it maybe tastes good for a couple minutes. But yeah. then I... Then my gut is like I feel bloated and my I you know my joints are tight for three days. It's just like it's not you know the trade off. Yeah, it's, it's not, not worth it. it. It's not worth. It. So I don't even think twice about it now. What was it that made you pull the trigger on this business? Because it's probably something you've been thinking about a long time. Yeah. And then it's scary to start a new business and it's expensive yeah. and it's all that it's stuff. Hard. It is hard. It is hard. You know, I, I I so I left New York with the intention to do this. Like I knew like, okay, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to move to California. I'm going to take some time to focus on my health completely. And then I'll, I'll get this thing started. And I had a little bit different idea of what it was going to look like originally. Of course, you know, it's always evolving. And I came and I, I had a real hard time. My first year here, I was really going through it. Like my symptoms were bad and I just didn't have energy. I didn't have the the bandwidth to really like do what it needed. Well, it's hard to Think about the future and, and dream big for the future. When you you're like, your body's going to cooperate. I know. Yeah. I barely want to walk to the restroom, but I'm supposed to envision this, you know, empire. Totally. totally. Yeah. It was. I was. It was a lot of up and down, <clears throat> and I finally got to a point where it was like, screw it. Like I just have to start. Like 
this is going to be part of the story. Like, you know, there's no more waiting. I'm going to feel like crap some days, but I'm going to do what I can every day. And that's really how I approached it. It was like, if I got one thing done, if I went down and registered the, and got my state, you know, business license right day was like, that was the accomplishment. Yeah. And if I got, you know, part of the logo designed or if I got some business cards made. The logos kick ass, by the way. Thank you. A lot of time and energy. It's a horse, right? Yeah, it's a stallion. So the stallion. Stallion. stallion is Damn the, it. Is the manifestation, right, of yeah. freedom. That, and that's really what it re- represents. It's like just this like free energy. And the stallion has also been a, you know, a powerful tool in humanity, right? We, we would not be where we were without horses. Right. They were the work engines of, of all of humanity until we, until the industrial revolution. And even still, you know, they play a huge role. You know, we, we dictate our, our, the horsepower of our car based right. on, on just that, that on horses. Idea. On horses. Do you ride? Uh, I did as a kid. Right. I grew up around horses. Um, I haven't in, so although in Mexico we went horseback riding, but I haven't like gone on a real ride in several years since I've been going through this. So it, I got to a point where it was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to start. And if it's going to be small, then it'll be small and I'll scale it as I feel right. better. And so it's, that's kind of, and every day I get a little bit, something more done and then a little bit more. And then, I'll, and then before Dude, then you know it, then it was like, launch it. then it launched so wow. then in January, you know, at the beginning of this year, it was like, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for the world to see it. What are the little parts that you love? Like I had a greeting card company in the nineties and I sell greeting cards to cruise ships that I worked on. And I found that I ended up hating stuffing the orders. Like at first I thought I would, it was kind of fun. And then I was like, Oh, I don't know. It's like the invoicing and like all of that stuff. What, what do you take to? Um, I mean, I obviously love the product, right? Like that's what I'm, I'm most alive when I am like outsourcing like looking for cool stuff or shooting it or, you know, building the assortment and making it look pretty. Like that's my jam. Right. Yeah. The, all the, the accounting and right. I mean, I know some people love that. I luckily there are great software programs that help manage that right. now, but it's still tedious. Right. There's parts that yeah, are really like, okay, yeah. it's not my favorite free shipping. I noticed. Yeah. Free shipping. That's so the way to go, man. It's really the way to, we, I want, you know, my goal is to make this as simple and easy for people. And, and I want it to feel like you're shopping in a store. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you went to a brick and mortar, which maybe is in our future. Um, but yeah, it's, it, you know, e-commerce in general is a very competitive landscape. You yeah. Know, when you have the Amazons of the world and a million other people pulling people's attention, you know, there needs to be incentive, I think kind of across the board. So, um, it, it's a hit on my margins, but I think worth valuable, you know, now you did a pop-up location recently in Venice. Yeah. What did you learn? Um, that I love working with people too. You know, I love being able to teach people about what it is the product can do for them and this, and you know, how they can integrate it into their lives. Um, I always learn a little something, you know, you learn, you resonate like, Oh, people really like, it's a good, it's a good test right. market. You see what people like. Some products, like. They, they work and yeah. Like that candle know. we were talking about at the beginning, the coriander candle. Yeah. That was a huge hit. It's funny because I, there's an entrepreneur that I follow, this guy that created CD baby and I, I get his emails here and there and he's like, it's, if it's a good idea, you're going to know it. Yeah. It's true. If it's, if it's a bad idea. No amount of tweaking or beating it is going to change it. In other words, like if something, if people respond to something right away, then you know, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. That seems like a no brainer, but I, I think sometimes we try to, to, uh, or they just, what I'm finding is you have to be clear about the messaging. So sometimes yeah. people are like, 
that's cool or that's pretty, but what do I do with it? Right. And, you know, that's where I'm kind of evolving the business now is like, how do we really show people, you know, why, why, right. why I like this and why I bought it, you know, for, yeah. for our assortment. Um, what are some of the other things you have? There's cookbooks and, and some cooking um, utensils and yeah, things. Yeah, cooking utensils. Yeah, and you know each one of these categories is going to expand right. significantly as time goes on. Um, yeah, it's some of the it's some of the littler things at first, but um, uh, you know I, I've kind of invested heavily in the candle um, area because that's kind of like an easy. People love candles. People love candles. People so love them. It, 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 it uplifts the mood and things yes. like that. Um, the category that's not up that you're seeing now is all this art. So you can see here right behind you. Oh yeah, these this are is, cool. This art is all pieces. new. Um, so these are all vintage pieces that I found. Some in Paris, some in Latin America, right. some at the Rose Bowl Fleet, and I've framed them all in new, cool ways. So that's that's what's coming. Is like kind of the, the art, art section. There's the, the panel shop. section, and then there's things like the beautiful art pieces or bookends. Yeah. So then all the the crystal, or yes. you know, the stone. The stone department. Love it. Um, and those have actually, if you even see on the site, I've sold a lot of those. Um, you know, those are obviously all one of a kind. So it's when it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. The bigger ones that are sticking around, are, I think, are the higher price point ones. Obviously, like sure. You need to get some celebrity all hooked on it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Do you know anybody? Well, we'll make it happen. I'm okay. sure there's. Uh, We're, yeah, we need to get Gwyneth. Reality Gwyneth. star. Gwyneth. Get, get get goop going on it. One hundred percent. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, so you pick some questions from the observation deck. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, what was a message that was left on your voicemail that you listened to more than once? So um, my step family. So my mom uh, remarried when I was very young to a, a New York Jewish family. So my stepdad, they're from Queens, right? And um, my stepdad, who I'm very good friends with now, his mother, whose name was Doris, she recently passed away, ninety something years old is just this like big boisterous like a dominant presence in the world like you see her and she grabs you and like your face is buried in her breasts so, you know right. like and she's just like and she's got this like thick jewish new york accent right. so she would call me and leave voice messages that were hysterical like sean I, I'm going to do her voice because I, I can kind of do it. I can do it a little bit. Okay. She, so I was, you know, my last name's Chavez, obviously. Their last name is Newman. So they were the Jewish family. We were the Mexican family. And she would go, oh, I told my friends I'm changing your name to Sean Chavowitz. Sean Chavowitz, because then you can have both. You're Jewish. You're still Mexican. You got your heritage. And I just love it. I just love it. And that message in particular, that message in particular, I had saved for, and then I got a new phone and I yeah. lost it or something like that. But she was just like... She was a character. Yeah. And that was like, that was the best phone. I, I think I probably played it for 200 people. For everybody. Time. Yeah. Over yeah. Time. It's always it was a good, best. like. I wish I had it now, too. That yes. She's, you should know something that the Shabowitz. When you get some sort of piece, well, it's, give it a name. You kind of get intuition there because one of the things we're doing now is is gift boxes are coming, but when I'm right. calling them wellness boxes. So really yeah. tools. And they're all going to kind of have like a little bit of a masculine aesthetic. Yeah. I think there's a ton of things for women out there, like right. really pretty candles and, you know, bath salts. Reese Witherspoon's. Yeah. Got they got it covered. Yeah. But I think there needs, to be, there needs to be one for guys. Like, yeah. You know, it's got, and that's not like a shaving kit. Like, yeah. okay, I'm over the shaving kit. We get it. Like, yeah. Something cooler than that. So they're all going to be themed. And I think one of them will have to be the, the Chablitz. 
the I don't know what's going to be. It's going to be like green chili and like matzo, I don't know, matzo or something. something like that. Yeah, that we'll would be a that good out. mix. That would be okay. That what was the worst job you ever had? So my Jewish family, the side of the family, were in the fish business in New York. And my parents started a fish business in Santa Fe. They called it Rosedale. The shop in New York was called Rosedale. They opened one in New Mexico called Rosedale Southwest Seafood. It has long been, been closed, the one in New York and New Mexico. And they started doing a wholesale business where they were selling their fish that they were importing into New Mexico to like local grocery stores. I somehow, I don't know, at like 15 or 16 years old, was like the go-to guy for covering for all this. So I ended up working behind the fish counter at this, oh, man. at like 16, at this like local hippie grocery store. So I always smelled like fish. I was a swimmer and I had this like little cheap car that looked like a fishbowl. So they called me Fishboy. Because of this, my, my nickname in high school was Fishboy. Fish and I, yeah, I constantly smelled like Stinky. Would people say that to you, or do they'd you be like, you smell, like, no, 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 no. They'd be like, you smell like shrimp. Yeah, like you smell like that. And I, you, you can't. Anybody that knows, like when you were, you cannot get it out of no. your skin. Were you good at like cutting it and boning it and all that stuff? I mean, I guess, but you, you faked it. I just did what I. You just did what you did. There was a cute guy in the meat department, so that was kind of what kept me coming back. There is. <laughs> what was his name? I don't even remember. Oh. Jorge or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is, we'd like to dedicate this to Jorge yeah, wherever in the you meat are. department. Yeah. Um, where's <laughs> one of them? You've traveled all over. Where's the most exotic place you've been to? I think Africa is a really beautiful, amazing continent. So uh, the Congo and East Africa in particular, Kenya and Tanzania are places that I've got to spend some time. Like the Serengeti is... It's a river. It's a, it's a region. Oh, so okay. there is a Serengeti River, but it's, okay. it's an entire region. Okay. It's, it's now, it's a, it's a, it's a nature reserve now. So. You know what I instantly think of is that dumb song by Toto. Which one? Uh, gonna take a lot to drag me away. Africa. Oh yeah. Because they talk about yeah, 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 exactly. Dun, dun, We're out of Africa. Anyway, yeah. So that was, that's a really cool play. A lot of inspiration. A lot of the things I'm carrying in recon are African made. Fair trade pieces, you know, where it's yeah. like villages of, of women who have lost their husbands to war or, or HIV that are making these beautiful, you know, artisan-made products. I have a lot of them. How long were you there? I went for a month. Um, actually, five weeks. It was a cool experience. What kind of places were you staying? I mean, like, we were... This was... Was it kind of backpacky, down and dirty? Yeah, like, sleeping in tents. Right. Yurts. Um, I, I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro on that trip. Wow. So that is seven days on the mountain, just in tents. Wow. Um, Did you see all kinds of animals oh, and stuff? Oh, all of it. All of it. Wow. Rhinos and uh, yeah, elephants. It was beautiful. Were you so into photography at this point? No, unfortunately. I know. So you were like, oh, I'd love to go back. Yeah, and... I, I think I had like a... I had a cheap, yeah. you know, point and shoot camera at the time. What I have, do you use now? Now I use a Canon DSLR, uh, yeah, like legit professional camera, right on. Which I'm still learning. Yeah, thing is like amazing what it can do. Yeah, I need now you can then you can get crazy. You can get all these fancy lenses and you do all that stuff. Just more money. Yeah, they give you in. But yeah. gosh, I remember I used to I used to get photos developed. Remember that? Of course. Yeah. Costco, I'd yeah. go. I'd go to like yeah, Walmart or something like that. Costco, I, I did that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. No, digital photography has 
You know, I, there, I think because I have been to many of these shows and workshops where people still work with film, and there is nothing that is better than film. I mean, what yeah. you can do with the film camera, in particular, like with some of the other finishes and platinum and stuff like that, is, I mean, it's breathtaking. But digital is accessible, and you can do some really cool yeah. stuff with digital too. Yeah, and it's 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 more environmentally friendly. That's, that's right. You that's, don't need all those chemicals. Exactly. <laughs> I used when I go to Costco, I'd always get doubles and give pictures to people. Yeah. It's so last century. Now you just air I know. I know. Um, you have tattoos. Tell us about them. Yeah, I have a couple. Um, so this, I have one on my forearm, which when I when I made the decision to leave my job and sell my apartment in New York and leave New York, and I had a you have an amazing group of friends there, and I have family there too. It was I was, it was a pretty low time. It was pretty depressed, and so I got this tattoo. This two shall pass um, is kind of a, a reminder and a mantra, like just like I'm. We're gonna get through this. Yeah. And, and did, did you find yourself literally looking at it a lot and every just day meditating? Like on every day, like, like fuck, like yeah. is, this is gonna get better, right? Like yeah. this is gonna get better. And, and, you know, there's a flip side to that too. Like even in the greatest moments, we have to remember, like savor it, enjoy it, be grateful for it because yeah. even those good moments pass, yeah. you know, life is cyclical. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's one. And then I have one on my back. That's just a, that I got when I was 18, thought it was cool. And yeah. To impress the boy in the meat, in the meat department. The meat yeah, department. He, had, he had some arm Ooh, meat department is a good name for yeah. a box. Although I don't know if you're going to be selling meat, but it would be a good. I don't know what would be in it. You know, I get bark box for my dog. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like every treats. month we get yeah. treats and toys and there's always a theme and it's like this last one was New York. Okay. So there was like uh, a little um, toy that's wontons in a Chinese food box and I like, I know. So that's clever. Yeah, there's a theme. Yeah, we're gonna, I don't know. Yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be themes like yeah. the alchemist will be one. Or Ooh, that's cool. You know where there's gonna be some cool tinctures and tonics yeah. and things like that for, for supporting sleep or I energy, whatever. Yeah, they're, so forthcoming. Yeah, you will get the first one. I, I love will it. Send you one special for you. I can't wait. Perfect. Um, what would you say to folks that were thinking about trying something? You know, everyone probably has this idea of like, oh, I'd love to do that business someday, or. Like what, what helped you along the way? Were you, you would you write things down? Did, were you a planner? Like what helped you make it happen? Yeah. I think a plan is essential, right? For anything. I realized that even with my own health, I had to have a real plan because you can get stuck in the minutia, right? And lose track of like, what is, what is the purpose? You know, why am I doing this? So yeah, the first step was I developed a comprehensive business plan for recon and, and there were some, there were some like very lofty ideas and right. some practical ones. And then a lot of stuff of like really focusing on what is the purpose? Like, why am I doing this? That's not just about making money. Right. Cause I think that's the outcome of doing something good right. and doing it responsibly and all those other things. So yeah, working the plan, developing a plan, revisiting it, revisiting it again, and then revisiting it again. Yeah. And things haven't worked out the way I had planned in many ways. Um, and so then you have to be able to adjust, but still sticking to what was the ultimate goal. Right. Um, you know, I had some funding that was supposed to come through that didn't, which really kind of derailed me. And, and it's, it's part of the reason why the full assortment is not as robust as I would have liked. Um, because I just didn't have the funds to, to do it. So it's, it's actually been okay. It's allowed me to maybe focus yeah. a little bit more. And, and I have a friend that has a cosmetics company. And he's often, Brett Friedman, he's been on this podcast, and he'll yeah. try a new product. 
Yeah. And he's like, this new product is, is doing great. And then he'll try one that it's not, you know. Yeah. It's like, I thought people would be into that. They weren't that into that, but they're really into this. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff you're going to learn. Yeah. Like, totally. Yeah. What have you learned about resilience? <laughs> that it's cultivated. You have to have things, you have to have practices in your life, whatever it is, if it's mindfulness, if it's meditation, if it's yoga, if it's exercise, that that those things are what, where the resilience lies. Because we're always, you know, I want to be, like, my thinking is like the, you know, the metaphor of the, the kelp in the deep sea ocean. You know, when you see that in movies or if you've had the opportunity to dive down in there, you see they're just graceful, right? And they're just going with the current effortlessly. That's resilience. Like, they're anchored, right? They're not going anywhere. The roots are deep. But there's a an effortlessness to the day. And that's that's kind of how I try to approach the day. I start with a little bit of breath work in the morning. I have a bulletproof coffee. I have some meditation. And I just jot down, like, three things. Like, what do I want to accomplish today? And I get make sure those three things get done. And then if it's anything else on top of that, it's gravy. And I don't beat myself up for it. And So I think... Resilience has to be cultivated on the daily to really, so you, so you really are resilient. Were there times where you'd get down on yourself and it almost felt like shame in a way? Like, oh my God. Yeah. I was, I was so embarrassed and ashamed of like, you know, people go like, you're still dealing with this or like, you're just, you know, and, and, and people always never from a place of spite, but like, well, you know, have you tried like taking dairy? I'm like, really? <laughs> like, you don't think I've done that? I've been to fucking Mexico. I've been to fucking Switzerland. I mean, yeah. It was like, you know, simple, the simple things. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a. I, I, I try not to beat myself up anymore, but it's hard to do. I get it. It's hard to do. Have you heard of the second arrow principle in Buddhism? I was just thinking about that again because it was something that I learned in this class. Where it's like the bad thing happens and it's the first arrow. Yeah. You, you get Lyme disease. Okay. The second arrow is, why did I get this? What was about me or whatever? I'm just using you yeah, for an yeah, example. Yeah. All that other stuff we do and the, and this sort of premise or what the, the teacher that I was talk, was teaching us sort of tried to stress is the second arrow was us. Hmm. You don't have to do the second arrow. You got, you know, the first one... It's a real problem. Right. Whatever the catalyst is. Right. It, it's real. It's not imaginary and you can't think it away or whatever. But you don't have to do the other one. I was really doing some second arrow shit to myself the other day about something. Oh, I know what it was. Like I, a self-inflicted wound, in other words. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I found a medication that really helps me. Mm-hmm. But it makes me... Um, when I do cardiovascular stuff, I get winded earlier. And I kind of have to, like, dial it down. And I was getting really impatient in hip-hop class yesterday when we were learning Rhythm Nation... <laughs> I wanted to crush it. And I was like, I I, so I was like, fuck. And I was like, I can't, this is my, I can't, uh, it's my destiny to do this dance and I can't, whatever. And I was like, no, don't second arrow this shit. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of like. It's a good, and we have to be reminded, it is a daily. Oh, it's a daily thing. Uh, yeah. Damn, man, I'm doing it again. I don't need, you know, it's, it's human to do it's that, human. of course. It's human. But um, it's not, it, it was, a, it's one of those, like, sort of, Bits of advice that made sense. It made sense, you know? Because I think a lot of what you were doing and all your medical stuff was like, you want science. You want, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, you wasn't like you went away and said, I'm only going to deal with this in the more sort of spiritual ways or whatever. You went, you explored everything. Everything. 
And the spiritual and emotional stuff actually came last because I didn't think it was that important. I didn't realize the power of it and the value of it. So, you know, I tried all the physical stuff. Yeah, I'm going to get this. The athlete, gonna, the we're achiever, gonna, we're going to crush it. this. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. And I honestly made myself sicker because I was there was so much resistance and all that. And there was so much fighting with all of it that it just, yeah, it, it wore me down. Do you remember when that shift started to happen? When you tried something a little bit more on that other side and you felt like a benefit? Yeah, I. it was, I think, um, so... When we met, it was at a yoga retreat with Jake. Yes. But I had, uh, where I met Brad, the guy I work with here, I met him at the previous yoga retreat with Jake. Mm. Um, and there was, we did, an, we did a breathwork exercise. And I had like an out-of-body experience. And that was the turning point where I was like, whoa, this is real. Yeah. Like these ideas of like connectedness and oneness and, you know... I don't want it to be super cliche, but like, you know, that, that kind of energetic flow, the, the balancing of the chakras, for lack of a better term, became a very physical expression for me in that moment. And that was kind of like, the light bulb went off, and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to dial into this a little bit more. That's amazing. Yeah. When I met you, you, right away from the first time I met you, we were, it was some yoga thing. We were in a circle, yeah. but maybe there were some rocks passed out. I mean, it was that kind of thing. But right away, you just were, I felt drawn to you. I felt like you were compassionate and open. I, I just, you had wonderful energy. If I had met you before all of this stuff happened, would you have occurred differently? I think so. I think I was much more closed off. Um, you know, now my heart is just like out everywhere. Like you see, what you see is what you get. Right. And I just think, yeah, I think from, from a lot of good reasons, right. I had established some boundaries. I had, you know, some dealt with some childhood abuse and had some, you know, difficulties in, in some of the, you know, romantic relationships that I had. And so, <clears throat> yeah, now I have a much greater sense of empathy. And I think anybody who deals with tragedy or, or, or struggle, goes through that, that I, you know, and that's, I want to lead from that. Yeah. And so when I meet new people and stuff, it's, I, I try to be present and I try to listen and, and, and that's for my own benefit. Right. As, as it's well just, as, it's kind of how you've evolved. Yeah. It's how, exactly. It's how, yeah. you've evolved, it's how I've evolved. Now looking at the company that you've started, what it's about and what you've been through, yours seems like a life gives you lemons and, and turn it into something else. Maybe this is my path kind of way. But from the outside, it's easy to say that's what the story is. Right. From the inside, it's probably a, much more of a, of a struggle. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But it seems like your life is... This, this thing that happened to you, this bad thing that happened, has really determined your life in a sort of positive way, a negative way. Or Yeah. I think, you know, in hindsight, and I, I think my health will continue to improve because it has. And so that's the hope that I have, is... Uh, and I already feel this way that it will be a look back and go like, that was the best thing that happened to me as difficult as, as it has been, as much as I've had to sacrifice all the, the money and the time and the energy and the relationships and the, it, it won't be all for nothing because it's given me a whole new set of tools, you know, right. and even if it's to be more empathetic and compassionate, then so be it. Right. Um, to, to, uh, you know, I think have a beautiful life. At least that's my hope. And that's what people can get a little taste of through your wonderful yeah. company and your yeah, website. Yeah, I welcome them. And email me, call yes. me. What's the info? What do we... What are we... So, um, 
a couple different platforms. Uh, the website. Platform, first of all, I love the word platform. Yeah, me too. It's right up there with price points <laughs> and in, inventory. Oh my god! Yes, yeah. amazing. Um, but the website is recondesign.com, um, and there's a ton of information on there. There's more of my story on the about page and what we're all about. Um, and then the same recon design is Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook. You know, all those things. You can blow the shit out of Pinterest with oh this kind God. of stuff, right? I'm going crazy. My Pinterest boards are hot. I have not really explored Pinterest enough. I feel oh, like I can't best. do one more. It's, 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 you're right. Cause there's some days I'm like, oh my God, I cannot look at this freaking phone. Yeah. I, you know, I have a, li- I set, I set like a phone limit. Yeah. There's like a, I even have a, I have a special app for, I mean, that's, that's so good. Day. No, you yeah. have to. It's like, it's like, you're like, nope, you're cut off for the day, which is great. I have taken, to not scrolling social media. Good. Unless I have to post something about the podcast or whatever, you know, or a message I do. But I, I saw this speaker on a, on, on a TED Talk. Of course, somebody had posted it on Facebook. That's why I saw it. But he was basically <laughs> saying that every time you do that, it's like playing a slot machine. It is. Because you, you, you get stuck in the vortex. And, and, and rarely is there something that makes you feel better. No. Where you're like, oh, I feel so good after scrolling for three hours and watching a thousand random yeah. videos. Oh, I'm so thrilled that my friend got to direct that episode of that show. I'm fucking ecstatic for him. <laughs> you, you should know? be. I should, should be, be, but I'm not. Should but be. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Or like, oh, words. good, somebody's in Tulum again at another yoga retreat that I want to be at. <laughs> yeah. No, I exactly. Think there to, there, obviously, I think we're, we're waking up to that. I think we are. We're like, oh, this... This diet, this constant barrage, we're not meant to know everything everyone in our lo- that we know is doing like yeah, it's in no. the newspaper. Right. Exactly. You know? That it's actually like real news that you that I don't think cherry I blossom don't, has blossomed. I, like I don't think our minds are supposed to they're not the, there's a limit. Yeah. There's a lot of science on that. So anyway, I'm I've we'll got that tangent. I've taken a so, back. So, on that note, follow me on social media. All platforms, exactly. <laughs> no, but again, I think that's I've even whittled down, I've weeded out like people that are doing content that actually is interesting and applies to me and makes me feel good. Yeah. That's kind of what I what I'm down with. Love so it. I try to, I'm gonna try and do the same thing. And what I do is like Your posts are always uplifting and there is always there it's never nonsense. It's always like conscious. Thoughtful. I mean every now and then. Every now and then it's nonsense. Yeah. Let's let I'll be I mean sometimes I'm like, ugh, I don't even know what to say. Just like Pretty outside. I don't know. Yeah, beautiful sunset. Like, yeah, 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 something, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so um, and what's your Instagram account? So, so that's also uh, so yeah. That's Sean M Chavez. So okay. My full name S H A W N M Chavez is my personal account. Um, yeah. So reach out, say hi, and yeah, if you're in LA, you like to take pictures. Let's meet yeah. up. But thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm very inspired by what you did. I've been inspired from, from the moment I met you. Thank you. Okay, last question. Your, the recon box arrives in somebody's place. Yes. What's your fantasy of them opening it? And what, what, When you send something off, what's your fantasy for the other, for the other end? Well, I, uh, great question. Really good question. Because I put a lot of thought and intention in that. So beautiful box. It comes in a beautiful box. It's mm-hmm. got our logo. Recycled, you know, soy ink. Uh, even that's done right. And I put a little reminder card in each box that is just like a thank you. Yeah. And like, thank you for investing in a better world, you know, a better, a better place based on, you know, how you spent your money today. And so, yeah, I hope, I hope, it, I hope people get excited and I hope it gives them a moment of 
pause where they just like, oh, this terracotta mug feels really good in my hands or how you smelt this candle and it just like, you know, you get that feeling. Yeah, took me away. Yeah, I want, I want people to have that kind of experience. Just like a little, and that's it. I love it. That's yeah. a great ending. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sean. I'm so inspired by what you do. Check out all this stuff online. And um, this was great. Thank you. Thanks. Yay! Thanks again to Sean Chavez. And he gave me a little candle as I left. One of the delicious candles that we talked about earlier in the podcast. So I'm very excited about that. Thank you for the candle. Um, and I also want to encourage you to check out recondesign.com and see all the cool stuff he's got there. All right. So this happened. I'm going to just talk about a few things that I saw recently. Um, I saw the fate of the furious and it's everything you want it to be, but it's fun to watch it in the context of the rock, uh, Vin Diesel feud. Cause they're very rarely in the same shot together, if at all. And so hopefully that will someday be a Ryan Murphy feud miniseries. I really look forward to that with roid rages. Imagine that feud with, with like that kind of roid rage I'm, I'm, you know, phones being thrown and, you know, fists being put through walls. Maybe we'd get some of that. Um, and speaking of feud, I wanted to just say that I thought that last episode was dynamite. It was so good. It was so rich and, and sad and surprising. And, um, I think that, that show just got better and better as it went along. And I thought they really nailed the final episode. Um, I also wanted to get a plug in for a little movie I saw called Gifted with Chris Evans. Um, I really enjoyed it. So if you want just a movie about people in the world, um, I liked it. So there you go. So that's it for this week. Um, check out my Patreon page. And uh, if you sign up for it uh, this week, you'll get a new episode is coming out later in the week. So thanks for everything. And we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye. <laughs>